Pulp MX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Howdy, everybody. Welcome into the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and Racetech. Rocky Mountain ATV is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. You guys should be going over to KieferIncTesting.com right now. Click on that RMATVMC banner and then continue to do your shopping, and that gives us a snippet of what you're purchasing. So thank you for the people over there that are actually doing that. That repays us a lot for all the information that we give you here. So thank you very much. And, of course, if you want a code for some FXR gear, that is KKMX35. That'll save you 35% off anything FXR sells besides helmets. I do have another code for 6D if you want to go to 6D helmets. And you can push in the code KEFER21, and that'll save you 100 bucks on a helmet. But if you're a lady and you're looking to get dressed, decked out in FXR gear, hit me up, Chris, at KEFERINCTESTING.com. And I'll get you a special code that uh, gives you more percentage off than the guys. So uh, thank you to the ladies that actually go ride and uh, ride dirt bikes. That's pretty cool. Racetech, racetech.com. If you're uh, maybe you got one of these FC250s we're going to talk about and you want a spring conversion, they can do it. You can go to racetech.com or email me or go to sales at racetech.com. Use the word Kiefer and save yourself some money on a spring conversion if that's what you want to do on this new Rockstar Edition. It is good. I would recommend it. For me, spring conversion is a little bit more comfortable than the air, but we'll talk about that more here in a little bit. But go to racetech.com and uh, get your suspension at least serviced, change the oil, bushing, seals. You know the drill. And as always, thank you to all of our 2022 sponsors, Power Motorsports, Works Connection, Ride Engineering, Pro Taper, 6D, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Dunlop, Plum Creek Funding, Blood Lubricants, Decal Works. That's right. You can get yourself some graphics. Discount code for that as well. Listen to the commercials or just email me. And, of course, if you want a discount on LitPro, you want a LitPro device and figure out your lap times and try to beat your kid like I do every time we go riding. It's a struggle for me, but nonetheless, we have the information there, and LitPro does it. So thank you to our 2022 sponsors, and shout-out to Robert Kong at Mission Imaging, 909-433-0575. Look. Injuries are a part of what we do because we ride dirt bikes, and sooner or later you're going to need an MRI, especially if you're in, I guess if you're in Southern California, this is the only way to go. Robert Kong, Mission Imaging, 909-433-0575. Get in, get out, 350 bucks, boom. You got your MRI and you're done. He takes insurance as well, but there's a no-hassle MRI center, and uh, he actually rides, so it's cool. And if you guys are looking to go racing here pretty soon, April 30th and May 1st in Fernley, Nevada, the Old Timers Association chapter, they are going up there at Fernley. My buddy Tyler Intiknap is the guy, the track manager. He preps the track. It's a great track. Uh, so don't forget, Long Motos, Nevada Old Timer chapter, April 30th and May 1st in Fernley, Nevada. So that'll be fun for you old dudes that want to bust out some motos. 
So welcome to another week, another episode. As you guys listened to last week, it's uh, this is all about the Husqvarna FC 250 Rockstar Edition 2022.5. I like to call it point five because it is a half-year model. It's basically not a 2022 because uh, 2022 doesn't have the changes this does. So uh, if you listen to the 450 side of things, not a lot different uh, besides engine feel. Suspension feel is similar. So if you want to get a double helping of this, you can uh, go to the 450 podcast and listen as well. But this one's going to be a little bit shorter and concise just to get you in and out of here and you guys uh, get you some information on if this bike is better than the current version, where it stacks up against other 250 competitors, and uh, if it's going to be worth the $11,000 price tag that it carries. So right away when you guys... uh, get this you're going to know that everything is different on the fc 250 everything chassis engine shock drivetrain rear wheel seat airbox all different only thing that's going to roll over is your fork so if you have some cone valve forks or if you have an extra set of spring conversion or whatever that will bolt on to the new chassis as well as your front wheel but past that Nothing else will fit. Triple clamps will not fit. Uh, You guys are asking me if pegs fit. They do not fit. So lots of updated parts on the Rockstar Edition. And for me, it's not the best-looking, like, factory edition out there. Uh, I prefer an orange color, but it does look better when you see it in person than it does when you see it in the magazines or online. The black and white does look pretty good. Uh... I will say that they do look better in the long run than the orange bikes. So over time, I've noticed when I tested these bikes, uh, having them for over six months or so and ridden over 50 hours, the Husqvarna's always look a little bit better than the KTM's just as far as use. So that's something that you guys want to know about. All right, so hopping on this thing right away, it does feel a little bit different. And I will say this, out of the 450 or 250, if you're looking to get an opinion from me on which one feels the most different from last year's model, I would say the 250 feels more different than the standard 2022 edition. Unlike the 450, where the 22 and the 22.5 feel similar in a lot of areas, this 250 for me feels much different, like a whole new machine when I hop on it compared to the older model. So right away, the engine... As you guys know, the Husqvarna engine is smoother off the bottom, uh, gradually builds the mid and top end, which scream, pulls very far, has a tons of mid-range torque, but there's just not a lot of front side with that Husqvarna FC250. Now, with the new Rockstar Edition, there is more meat down low. I would say a little bit better RPM response. But the helping of mid-range torque that you got is even increased on this Rockstar Edition. So where I ride the power band, again, I'm older, I'm lazy. Um, I would like a little bit more front side and throttle response, a.k.a. a YZ250F, where you have a lot of right away. Um, It still doesn't have that kind of feel, uh, nor does it, I feel like, have that RPM response like a KX250 does down low, but it's deceiving like the 450. It has a lot of pulling power out of a corner, So when you roll your corners, you have this smoother power and the chassis is less upset, but yet you don't even know how fast you're going because it's so smooth down low. And then all of a sudden, 
you have this seamless pull into the mid-range. You're like, wow, this thing is getting up and going, and I can hit this jump uh, fairly easy coming out of this corner. So that's what I noticed with this new Rockstar Edition. I know if you go back on racerxonline.com and check out our first ride videos, uh, this this opinion at least has evolved for me for a little bit. So I spent, um, I don't know, a little bit more time on it the past week or so, and then I've noticed that I personally like that mid-range power a little bit more now that I can I can appreciate it and learn how to ride it a little bit different. So I'm in that range of the power, and I, I like it a little bit more than I did on the first day. So when you watch all of these first impression videos that I put out, Vital, uh, MXA, it's tough for all of us, I feel like, to give you exactly what it's going to be. Like It's a crystal ball still when we're trying to talk to you through the camera and say, okay, here's what we feel, and that's our initial impression. But as you ride more and you go to more tracks, that impression can evolve. Uh, what's cool about being a test rider is I get to ride all different types of bikes and I ride a lot of different bikes. So the only real bike that I've spent more than 50% on is a Yamaha YZ450. But when I hop on these other bikes, I can really pick them apart even more just because I ride so many different bikes and I know the characters, at least the good part of each bike. I just like certain I like to pick out certain parts of the machine and use that in the next test. So if I pick out a KX250, oh, I really like this front side, I like the snap. Okay, I'm looking for some of that over here on the Husqvarna side. I don't get that, but hey, look, I have more mid-range here. So I try to blend all of these bikes together and giving you an opinion like, hey, this is what this bike can do and who it's for. So this bike I feel is for um, a rider that's maybe getting off of a 125 and it likes a seamless power. I put Aiden on a KTM early in his 250F life because it didn't have a lot of low-end power. This has a little bit more, but it's not deceivingly um, or gets your child or a younger guy tired as quick. As these kids develop off of a 125 two-stroke, they don't have a lot of meat on their bones. They're not a lot of strength. And if they're decent riders, they will try to push the limits and go faster. So... Having a bike that's really snappy, really responsive, could get him in trouble. So this is where I think this model is really good. I also think this model can be good for a vet rider if you like to ride in the mid-range part of the power. There are some vet guys out there that are not luggers, and they like to rev because they're lazy. I think if you like to rev your bike and you want to be a little bit lazier in that way as far as being in a lower gear not a higher gear this bike could get you where you want to go as well i had gary sutherland which is 32 years old 33 years old and another guy of mine uh, eddie larrett which was Villapoto's mechanic back in the day and uh, he worked for rockstar suzuki so he's been around a bike a time or two but he rides a 450 and he's 230 pounds and he says man i haven't had that much fun in a long time and i asked him would you buy one of these and he's like no because I feel like I would ride it too much and then I have to rebuild it. Um, and he doesn't want to spend the money right now. But he's like, man, if uh, I had a little bit more money in his life right now, I feel like he would go buy one and ride the shit out of it. So depending on where you're at in your life, young, old, have money, don't have enough money, I think this bike um, could fit the guy that has a little bit more more money that doesn't like to lug his bike or 
the family that's trying to keep his kid, his or her, um, child safe and uh, doesn't have a lot of front side pull. But don't get me wrong here. This new engine that Husqvarna came out with, or KTM, however you want to put it, is much more playful. Uh, it's snappier in the mid-range to top end. So when you guys are accelerating out of third gear and you get off and get on it, it's very noticeable that it has a better ECU setting, crisper. Uh, it pulls harder once out of the corner. There's more torque there. Um, I will tell you guys this, that um, there is not much more over-rev, maybe a little bit less over-rev than previous years, but uh, I got a little bit of more mid-range and top-end meat, so that pleases me. So this this engine, I feel like, is a little bit better than last year's engine. Um, I've had other guys ride this bike that has modified 250s, like KTMs and Husqvarna's, and they feel like this standard Rockstar Edition engine has as much power as their mods. So, and they're putting a piston in there, uh, ECU, and some fuel, and they feel like this Rockstar Edition has as much playfulness or excitement as their modified last year 250. So, uh, to me, that says something right there. So, I like this engine a lot. Map 1 is where I'm usually at. Map 2 has a lot more front side. So, although I do like that and I'm looking for that, it just creates a mid to top end that's too short for me. So the juice isn't worth the squeeze for the low end that I'm getting. So I go back to map one. I just fan the clutch a little bit more, and I have a lot more mid to top range pull, which makes it a real freaking fun bike to ride. And I do notice that there is less vibration coming from the Husqvarna FC 250 than I do the KTM 250. Uh, maybe that's the bar because it comes with the Pro Taper bar and the KTM doesn't. But regardless, uh, this engine is better. When I go to the 450 side of things, I'm like, yeah, I can feel a little bit here and there, but it's not huge. still has the same character. This character on the 250 is a noticeable change from mid to top. Okay, so what about the chassis? We know that the riders, at least some guys on the race team, have been struggling with this chassis. Do not always believe what the race team uh, hype is. Sometimes we are involved in racing and we hear things from Steve or we hear things from other media outlets like, oh, uh, so-and-so is having a hard time with this chassis. And then that deters us normal guys that ride these bikes like, oh, man, I better not get it. Uh, Cooper Webb or RJ Hampshire is crashing and they're washing out and I'm going to do the same thing. That's not always the case. I do feel like this chassis is for the better. It is more planted feeling. I have more of my tread, my knobbies into the ground when I'm on lean angle than I did last year, which is a plus. One negative for me about this chassis is it does want to stand up a little bit early when I'm rolling my corner. So it takes a little bit more effort, similar to the 450, but I do feel like the 450 turns better than the 250 for whatever reason. And I usually go the other way. When I say, hey, 250 actually does corner better than a 450 because of weight and so-and-so, right? So uh, when we went out and did this Glen Helen test, uh, the ruts were actually decent for Southern California. We had some good inside lines. And when I go to tip the bike in, it tips over really nice, has an easy-to-use, uh, lightweight feel initially. But then mid-corner, it wants to stand up for whatever reason. Uh, so if I'm not paying attention, or I'm not on top of my shit when I'm going through corners, and I'm trying to be a little bit lazy, which I have been a lot in the past month or so, 
it's tough to ride. It wants to stand up or pop out of the rut. So you really got to be conscious of how you enter your corners and then really make sure that you're not lazy in your corners. One way to help this, and we did try this at Glen Helen, you know, when you get your Rockstar Edition, your clamp, uh, which is a WP split clamp, that's what is going to be stamped on your Rockstar Edition, but basically it's a hard part clamp, right? So those are, your offset can be changed. You can simply drop the stem, turn the stem around, put that back up into your head tube, and that can create a 20 millimeter offset versus a 22. And I went and tried that at Glen Helen thinking I wasn't going to like it. And although I did have a negative coming down hills, a little bit more of a head shake feel, the bike itself laid over nice in area two of the corner. So if you guys back east are riding ruddy conditions or it's a tighter track and softer, I would recommend dropping that um, that that stem down, flipping the stem, putting it back up, and that's going to get you a 20 millimeter offset. And then run your fork tube, all right? You want to run your fork, I would say, at the first line with this 20 millimeter offset. I tried going flush, and it didn't work out too well with the 20 mil offset. So I went to the first line instead of the second line, which comes stock, and that's what I stuck with, and that was a better setting. Now, I didn't like it, like I said, as much as Glen Helen. I went to other tracks after Glen Helen, and I rode State Fair and had a better time, rode Paris, a little bit tighter of a, of a track than Glen Helen, not as high speed, and the 20 mil offset worked really good. So that is an option for you guys just to know if you guys are having trouble steering or getting some front wheel feel out of Area 2 and Area 3, you can try to change the offset on your bike, and that's a cool thing. That's a cool feature to have on your Rockstar Edition. So... If you have those split clamps, they do have a 20, 22 millimeter offset change, and you can do that. It's fairly simple. It takes about 20, 25 minutes. Uh, the guys did it at the track, and I watched them do it. It didn't look that hard. Um, or you can simply do it in your garage and take the time and turn on some music and hang out and drop the wheel off and then take the forks off. However you want to do it, um, it's fairly painless to do it. But you can do it at the track with um you dropping that wheel out and then dropping the forks just down and loosening the nut and everything can come out and then you can flip the stem and it's fairly simple. Um, but that's an option for you guys to help your cornering. If you guys are going to leave it standard and just have your 22 millimeter offset on the second line fork height, this bike does like going faster into corners. It's a little bit more stable when you're on the edges of your tires and they are MX 33s. I would prefer you get an MX 3s front. That'll help even better to get in area two of the corner. But this bike does track better on lean. I like that. It was uh, pretty bumpy at Glen Helen the day I went back. And uh, the day I went to State Fair, it has a lot of chop inside the rut. This chassis likes to be laid over. And for me, uh, has better cornering stability if it, there is a rut. So I like that. The frame itself, even though stiffer in areas, has better absorption through bumps like the energy through the frame into my hands and feet i feel like it's less fatiguing than it was last year so that is a plus uh so just know there is a little bit of setup with the chassis if you guys are uh, wondering it's not doesn't corner right as well right away like last year's bike did the 2022 bike cornered really good and i would say the husqvarna cornered better than the ktm last year and it's really easy to corner but this year um 
It's still not the leader of the pack in cornering, but it does corner better than a YZ250F, so it's in between. It's not as good as a Honda, but not as bad as a YZ250F. So if you're looking for more cornering, hit that 20 mil offset, and that'll help you. As far as suspension, guys, you know the AER fork's going to take you at least seven hours to eight hours to break in. This is no different. The bike did change after our initial impression at Glen Helen, it got a little bit better, got softer. So my my spring rate, or aka air pressure, had to go up. I went to a 10.8 bar starting point. And then on the fork compression, I did 11 out. And on the rebound, out, rebound I did 13 out. I like that you can adjust all of these things via finger. You don't have to have uh, any tools. So it is toolless to adjust. I like that. And don't forget, you do have to bleed your air forks. There is a little valve that right next to the Schrader valve where you put air in, there is some, um, a little Torx bit to take air, take air out on each side of the leg. So make sure you do that because that will affect the ride attitude of your bike in the front and affect the harshness that you're feeling if you're hitting bumps. So make sure to bleed that thing before you ride every time. And that really does help. Ambient air pressure will raise that sucker just like, uh, ambient air pressure will, build pressure into that valve in the fork, and then you have to bleed it off. So just know that. If you guys are wondering uh, how much this thing uh, goes up in air in the, on the fork, uh, while well, I was there about two and a half hours, three hours, and it did go up from 10.8 to 11.1 bar. So not a very hot day in California, 70-some degrees, so you're going to have to keep an eye on your fork if you're going to be out there all day. This is some of the inconvenience of the air fork for me. So I don't want to have to be checking my air pressure every two hours to see where I'm at, and uh, now I'm up a spring rate because I'm an 11 bar. So that could change a lot of things. So, again, not a horrible fork. Comfort is actually pretty decent. I didn't mind it, actually, but... The inconvenience of checking and filling it with air, taking air out, I don't want to do that. I just want to ride my motorcycle. So like some of you guys have done, the your old forks will fit on there. So if you have a pair of cone valves or if you have a spring conversion kit, that will slip into this new Rockstar Edition. You can do that. So that is fine. So if it was me and this was my bike, I would look to a WP spring conversion or a Racetech spring conversion if you didn't want to spend the money on a cone valve, because I understand it, sometimes cone valves can be rigid and harsh and tough to set up. Although tons of performance, uh, comfort is down. So if you want a little bit more comfort and keep that spring feel, look to a WP spring conversion, which we will be doing a review on here pretty soon. Uh, we're just doing one of those WP spring conversions in my KTM 450 uh, factory edition. So we'll be talking about that and the benefits of that. But that's what I would recommend if you're looking for a little bit better lean angle, a little bit more comfort, make this thing front end steer a little bit better, go to a spring conversion, and that really does help. If you guys always ask me about KYB inserts, look, if you have enough money, there is nothing better than a KYB conversion into your fork. To me, that is the pinnacle of comfort into one of these steel frame chassis. If you want a lot of front end comfort, if you want this thing to steer better, even in area two, uh, the KYB spring conversions are really, really good. And I may or may not be riding with that thing here fairly soon after I do some testing on uh, the WP spring conversion and see if it, it can be as good as a KYB spring, spring conversion. Because 
The WP spring conversion is similar to the old fork when they had spring to like open bath fork. So that had that fork actually was really good. So if we can get that feeling into um into this chassis, that is what I would be looking for. So this is interesting to me. So we're gonna do a couple spring conversion. I have the coppersmith. I'm gonna do this WP one. I have a race tech spring conversion. And of course the KYB, and we're gonna compare all these. We'll do a podcast and try to see what which one works the best and give you the most comfort. Because God knows if you're a front end steering guy, you need that comfort in the front end. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt you for a second, but we're gonna do a quick break and listen to these commercials. Save yourself some money. There's a bunch of codes in here, and we'll be right back with the FC two fifty Rockstar Edition. ScreenPrintingDone.com. My dream is the world's most powerful t-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t-shirts made? Yeah, Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. This is a t-shirt. You can get anything you want on that t-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like let's go, buddy, or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. ScreenPrintingDone.com. T-shirt printing business. Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free T-shirts. That's what I'm talking about! ScreenPrintingDone.com. Hey, Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil. You know what I choose? BloodLubricants.com. 1040 Pro Series Synthetic Oil. If you guys haven't run... Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants, info at bloodlubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer, get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great. Keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F every 10 hours. Now I can go 15 hours. So... Great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save self some money. Email me, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com. If you have any questions about the oil, I'm happy to help. Ride-Engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's Ride-Engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts, I mean, I help him as well, but he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check him out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, Look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar, but yet I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, ProTaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend. And that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So, ProTaper.com, they have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, ProTaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. 
Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris. Hit him up. For motocross riders driven to dominate, the Yamaha YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit Power Motorsports today to explore what's new and improved for 2022. The YZ450F and YZ250F bring the performance with power for four-stroke engines, reduced unsprung weight, and new suspension settings. For the look of a full factory ride, just like what you guys see on Saturday night, both the YZ450F and YZ250F come in exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics packages. And you can take precision tunability to the next level with Yamaha's exclusive and industry's only free power tuner app. Visit Power Motorsports today, find your Yamaha YZ, and enter the victory zone. Get your new Yamaha at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it on here. That's right, the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Get your best deal and best pricing wherever it is, right here, North America. I don't care where you're at, Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Go visit them, powermotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and dangerous. Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times. You can reach your full potential. And, of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris at keferinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LitPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times. Get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text. Who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lip Pro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate, and uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com. Go to Lip Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time, how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LipProLive.com. Okay, we're back. You made it. You can turn it back up now. Turn the mute button off. Here we go. Um, overall ergonomics of the bike, 
a little bit flatter. Again, I prefer a Pro Taper bar. The Husqvarna stock band is really good. If you're a little bit taller of a guy, 6'1 and up, just get a 5-millimeter riser and use the stock bar. The stock bar is really good. It's flat, uh, but I like this bar a lot. I cut mine to 804. So if you're looking for a little bit narrower feel, I cut this bar to 804. It is an 811-millimeter wide bar, so going to 804. If you guys end up don't liking the throttle feel, I go to a ZRT aluminum throttle body tube, which has a bearing in it. And to me, out of most of the bearing, um, the throttle body, I'm sorry, the throttle tubes that have bearings in them, this is the best one. It's expensive, but man, it makes your uh, throttle real buttery. I had mine on the KTM factory edition. A lot of these guys are like, ooh, that's too much. Like, that's too smooth. But that's, it's great for me, man. It's easy to pull and it lasts a long time. So, those are the couple of things that I would do to my FC250 up front. But if you are taller, look at Ride Engineering. They have a one-piece bar mount system, and they have spacers that you can go in there with longer studs. Simply going up to a plus 5-millimeter rise and use the stock bar is a good, comfortable cockpit position for anyone over 6 foot. That's my recommendation. I like to keep a flat bar uh, without a lot of sweep. And an 804, 805 millimeter width to help me corner better. So, like, and I lean into my corners. That is the nice, uh, comfortable width that I can actually steer the bike better with and get more feel. Uh, I do not have risers on my bike right now. I'm 5'11", and I feel like uh, my cockpit area is uh, really nice. Seat foam is nice. I like the foam. The seat cover is better than uh, the KTM version, so I like that. Uh, the gut seat is really nice. Uh, the pegs are excellent. Aftermarket peg companies are going to have a hard time selling these aftermarket pegs for this bike because they are extra wide and they're safe. Mud doesn't really pack up inside of them. I uh, went to uh, a deep track here recently and they usually have a shit ton of mud packed up in my peg and my pegs get folded up. This Rockstar Edition didn't do that, so I approve of that. That's nice. Uh, but overall, the bike is really fun to ride and if I was riding 250s, this would be a one of the top of my list. Uh, we don't know much about durability yet on these things, but they do come with quality cranks. Uh, from the engine builders I've spoken to, Jamie and Chad, they said there is a lot of quality parts in here. The piston is really good, and the seats, the valve seats are all quality. So you're getting a long, durable machine. long time ago, KTMs and Husqvarna's weren't that reliable. Now it's one of the most reliable bikes. Um, the electrical layout of this bike has also changed. I guess I should mention that. It was kind of a nightmare on last year's KTM and Husqvarna how the wire harness was laid out, uh, the wiring behind the front number plate. We would have some problems with condensation or the FI light would pop out. Much cleaner this year with the new Rockstar Edition, so that is nice. And uh, I will tell you the subframe is a little bit different from the KTM. It's the same configuration, but it does have better, like, more of a handheld pocket on the Husqvarna versus the KTM. So when I go to take it on and off the stand, the pocket is much better on the Rockstar Edition than it is the, the Factory Edition, so I like that. Uh, again, swing arm, frame, uh, subframe is all the same between KTM and Husqvarna this year besides the cutouts of the holes inside of them. And the plastic is a little bit different. I prefer the Husqvarna Shroud more than the KTM Shroud. So I like that. I prefer a KTM rear fender over the Husqvarna rear fender. 
as the Husqvarna rear fender is a little bit short and nubby. I'm not a huge fan of that. So uh, little subtle differences, but man, it, it's it's nice to have options, especially if you're a, a 4130 chromoly steel fan. Uh, if you're looking to uh, have a steel frame and you want that feel, it's nice to have that. And if you don't have that much money, like a Husqvarna KTM, there's the gas gas that didn't get the changes, that still has the old uh, chassis, doesn't have the updates. And, of course, they came out with a Justin Barsha edition on the 450 side, so that's cool. So there is some options for you guys out there. I'm currently walking through a lot of uh, mufflers, ECUs, some uh, some other little things here for this bike as well. So I've been doing a lot of KTM and Husqvarna testing the past three or four weeks. So that'll be up on keyforinktesting.com as well. And as far as shock settings, since we didn't cover that, want your set about a 104. Uh, that is seems to be a nice ride height because the linkage is a little bit different on the Rockstar Edition as well because that drivetrain is lower, the shock is lower in the chassis. So the CG on this thing is um, is just a little bit lower, which is supposed to help acceleration and rear-wheel traction. Well, you have a lot of that with this bike um, on these shitty tracks that we have here in Southern California. When I ride all the other brands, I don't notice... Um, I don't really notice, like, I don't have a lot of rear-wheel traction, but then I hop on a Husqvarna or a KTM, and I notice, wow, there is considerable amount more on this bike than there is, let's say, a Yamaha or even a Kawasaki that I've ridden lately. There is nice rear-wheel feel coming out of these choppy corners when it's dry and slick. Uh, 33 tires. Remember to run about 12.5 PSI in that. That is important. That'll help the feel when you guys are trying to lean into... Uh, these corners, and if you can find an MX3S front, that's what I would recommend. Uh, I like that they come with 110 rears, so they have a fatter rear tire, which is nice. Um, but as far as the shock setting and the rear wheel traction, keep it at 104. Compression dampening, I'm at 13 out. And high speed, now this is kind of a tricky because it's on clicks, right? So uh, from stock, and Husqvarna didn't give me the stock clicks yet, I went in two clicks from stock. Um, I'm trying to find that number for you, and I'll put that up on keyforinktesting.com soon. I'll have a baseline setting for you guys. But from stock, how you get it from the dealer, I go two clicks in clockwise, and that'll help hold the rear up a little bit for my fat ass, which is 170 pounds. So I'm a little bit bigger guy on this 250. If you're a lighter kid, 140, I would back it off too. And then keep your compression between 11 and 13 clicks out. And that rebound is going to stay at 12. So just keep that around that. And that will help bring that shock comfort up. Keep that shock up in the stroke a little bit. If you're a heavier guy, to turn that in. And if you're a lighter kid, you want to soften that up just a little bit to kind of get that squat out of the rear end when you're driving out of a corner. High speed's a finicky, uh, finicky bitch. A lot of you guys are scared of high speed. But I'm telling you right now, high speed does wonders when you're trying to find rear wheel traction or if you have your sag set that's pretty good you like the sag where it's at which is at 104 but you still want to screw with your ride height a little bit because the high speed acts like a ride height so turning mine in just brings my shock up a little bit as i'm sitting so i have a little bit more of a damping feel uh, on high speed loads which acts like the ride height so for me High speed is uh, one of the first things I go to when I adjust my shock. I always think about high speed loads, 
where I'm at, how it uh, rides coming out of corners, because you still can use the high-speed knob um, for exits of corners. I like to mess with my ride height a little bit. Usually it's tough. Unless you're riding a Honda, you always want your sag at 103 to 106. Honda guys are a little bit more than 106, but most of these bikes that are out now, that's the standard range that they want you to be in. And for me, that's kind of where I found it works. Unless it's an anomaly like uh, last year's KTM, before I put linkage on it, I ran a sag of 99 just to bring it up because I always felt ass in low. But this new KTM and Husqvarna, it rides up higher in the stroke, and I don't feel like I'm riding a chopper, so I don't have to mess with the high speed as much or try to buy an aftermarket shock shaft or whatever the hell I was doing to get the the feel that I wanted out of a KTM. So there is a lot of changes within the chassis that helps rear-wheel traction, and it was already the leader before this. Now it's even more so because of how they lowered the drivetrain all the way down. Um, Again, I didn't mess with gearing as much. I only had a few days on this bike. So right now, I would think it, it's tough for me to say. I would, as of right now, I almost maybe would drop at a tooth in the rear and go to a 50. So depending on where I'm at, I'm going to save that for you guys. I don't want to bust that out too soon. I want to save that. I'm going to try some gearing, and I'll get you guys some gearing specs along with suspension spec specs soon. But I did buy a couple sprockets, um, and I wanted to try it just to see how it helped third gear. The transmission spacing on this bike is excellent. I feel like I can run second gear long, like we were talking about for the vet guys. And then if I want to shift early, it still d does have enough meat in that mid-range that it'll pull third gear. So I like that. Um, if you're looking for me to talk wonders about quick shift, you're going to have to look somewhere else. It does work. It's not gimmicky. I actually can feel it, but I just don't use it because I'm old school. So I use my clutch, so I don't even turn it on. It is a nice feature. I feel like it would help beginners. Uh, if they don't want to use the clutch, they can just, boom, make a shift. Because believe it or not, I do get uh, questions hint, uh, sent to my email asking me if I use the clutch when I shift. Uh, how many fingers do I pull in with the clutch? So there are those people out there that have money that can buy these bikes. So I feel like that quick shift could help them. Uh, if you're not wired, you're not set in stone like I am, try it. It does work. Um, I've had it on a, during a moto. Didn't really notice it. Did it help? Maybe. Sure. I mean, did I pull my clutch in anyway? Yep. So I, I guess it's it's a wash for me. But I can see it helping if you are coming out of the gate, doing a start, trying to shift the third and you just want to slam it in gear and not use the clutch, I think that can help you maybe get you a wheel on your competition from your left to the right. So it's just another option for us to use to mess with. Look, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a believer of you give us too many options, we're going to get lost. I feel like we're on the cusp of that right now. So uh, going to suspension sometime soon where we'll be able to adjust on the fly, man, there's going to be have to be some smart people riding dirt bikes because right now as you guys know um, we're just a bunch of outdoor type people and we like riding dirt bikes and most of us not saying all of us most of us aren't the sharpest tools in the in the toolbox and we just like to twist the throttle and um, we're salt of the earth people and you get all of these gadgets on these bikes and some of us are just like yeah I can screw with it cool it has that awesome do I use it nope I'm, I guess I'm one of those guys I don't really screw with a lot of things Unless it drastically changes how I can ride or, or make me go faster, 
or improve the machine. And I feel like Quick Shift doesn't really improve the machine. It may improve your style of riding, but it doesn't improve mine. So just a couple quick thoughts about that. Uh, that about wraps it up. You guys have any questions about this bike, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. It's going to be in my stable for a while. No, I'm not going to do a shootout with the 250, so calm down. But I will tell you suspension specs. I'll give you some gearing specs, and I will tell you if it is a piece of shit or not. That's what I do here. Um, pretty straightforward. So if you ask me a question on email, you're going to get uh, pretty straightforward answers. Uh, just make sure to word those correctly when you email me. Um, again, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com or... You can just go to my website and click on the contact, and that'll get it to me as well. So however you guys want to do it. Um, I will be at uh, a couple new tracks in the Midwest this summer. So if you're in Colorado, Wyoming uh, area, I will be uh, out there. I'm supposed to go to Kansas as well, so I'll be in Kansas uh, sometime early Early June, late May, so look for us there. We're going to be doing some testing out there. So if you uh, you see us out there, come by and say hi. Let's bullshit. Let's talk. I'm free to do so. I love talking about dirt bikes. And, of course, as always, you guys want to support me. Support these advertisers that are on the show. It really does help us out and keeps this thing up and moving and allows us to create time for you guys out there to answer questions on email and so forth. This is what we try to do. Over here at Keyframe Testing is try to help you and give you a no-bullshit way to spend your money. And uh, support us as well. Buy some merch. We have hoodies. We have T-shirts. Pretty cool. Really comfortable. Heather at KieferInkTesting.com is the merch lady. Or there is a shop page on our website. You can push shop. There's a bunch of stuff you can purchase. A lot of stuff is still in stock still. So, um, yeah, go, go, go ham. Spend 100 bucks over there and just get some merch and buy your lady something, buy yourself something, and go rep. We appreciate it. We love seeing Kiefer Inc. merch out there in the wild. It's cool. All right, thanks for joining me. We'll be back next week with some more testing, some more fun facts, and as well, always try to keep it light, have some fun, make you guys laugh, and get you some good information out there. See you next week, guys.